If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. What's up, everybody? It's Ryan Clements, editor at IGN.com, and you are listening to Podcast Unlocked, episode 14. Guess what? I have three fine hosts here to join me today. First of all, we have executive editor Christine Steimer, Hi. Xbox extraordinaire. We have Stephanie Bahamahammock, which I like even better, Stephanie Banana Hammock Lee. What's up? Banana Hammock to you, too, good sir. Yes. And also, Peter Eichmann's. It's true. I'm right here. I'm Hi. sitting across the table from the three of you. In case you didn't far, believe that. It is just words after all. He's not lying to you. How's it going, buddy? It's going really good. Down over there on the far I end. I feel like I am far away from you guys. We're sitting on a giant oval table and With everyone else is at the other chairs. end. Yep. Way Bye, too many chairs. This is, this, is actually an inter- this is actually an interview. I should be quieter just because I'm further away. No, I want no. you to talk as loudly as you want. You're no, no, no. I, I just mean. Ryan, you, know, you forgot to introduce our fifth host here. That's true. We have His a name bottle. Is Captain Morgan. <laughs> He's quiet. Hello, Nobody Captain. Nobody is drinking him. <laughs> yeah, yeah so, I, bel- I I would like to say that that's a remnant of the Knockin' Boots podcast that was recorded. <laughs> yeah. just shit recently. went Probably. down based on Greg's pick. Yeah, on Twitter. Shit he went. He got naked. Down. And by naked, I mean oh. take his shirt off. <laughs> that's like any uh, that's given like Tuesday. Normal, though, yeah, exactly. That's like a normal. That's a just an everyday oh, occurrence. Really? Pretty normal day. <laughs> for Greg. For that's Greg. Like, an hour after lunch Greg, on a Monday. Greg <laughs> like, what's, what's so weird about that? Greg Miller has taken his shirt off oh, in the Jesus. middle of Eddie Rickenbacker's. Yeah, that's a scary chair. This is a scary chair. All right. So Yay. in case you guys are new to the podcast unlock scene, this is where we surprisingly talk about Xbox-related uh, news, reviews. Whoa, 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 whoa. I thought this was about locksmithery. It generally is. Oh. But this is I, the Thieves Guild podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the Thieves Guild We're podcast. We're all masters of unlocking. Yes. Plus one lockpick. We are your locksmiths for today. So originally we were going to have a... I don't even know if I can call him a regular anymore, but Arthur Geese is supposed to <laughs> be here. He's a bum. He's once again very busy. His schedule did not allow him to join us today. Uh, did not Although allow his voice him is to back. Yeah, I said it right. Um, and we were going to talk about Transformers, Dark of the Moon, worst name ever, <laughs> and uh, also I don't know what you're talking about. Shadows of the Damned. Apparently, it's also the worst game. 
Uh, what, oh, what did the 360 the version the, get? The Wii version is probably the, the Wii worst. Wii and right. 3DS versions are apparently really bad. Yeah. They're the, because they're the same. But well. the the regular Xbox One yeah. was just okay, yeah. I believe. The final, yes. yeah, not Arthur as awesome judgment. as last year's because Arthur like yeah, War for Cybertron was really out good. over that. Exactly. <laughs> so originally we were going to talk about those because Arthur reviewed both of them, but unfortunately, as you can already tell, we cannot. So However, instead, we can tell you that Shadows of the Damned has crazy goat heads in it. And a and lot, lot of, of dick, dick jokes, jokes. Yeah, apparently. Mr. Coffee loves dick jokes. So Don't if you, know like if you guys dick are jokes aware. And goat heads. <laughs> Anybody? It's crazy. Like, it's a 2011, pseudo 51 baby. game. If you love everything else he's done, you're probably going to get a kick out of this one, too. It's it's weird. It's. I saw a lot I've of it over Arthur's wa- yeah, shoulder when he was reviewing Arthur. it, and it's it's crazy. Craziness? Crazy cool? I don't know. I haven't played it. All right, yeah. But well, stay tuned. Arthur's review, and... Uh, We'll be talking about it more I always wonder point. if we should play those games high or something. The ones uh, that well, look like that sh- you need to be tripping sh- out in order to enjoy it. <laughs> speaking, speaking of that. You have a question? <laughs> written in from Anonymous, go figure. Uh, Anonymous writes, hey, guys, love the show! Exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. I'm One. high as hell right now, so I decided oh, to write you guys. I'm also eating M&M's. <laughs> Keep up the great work. Love you guys. Oh, great that's not really segue. a question. I appreciate yeah. that. Awesome. Thank you, Anonymous. Uh, very much appreciate it. Uh, yeah, definitely listen to our show high as hell in quotes. I also appreciate uh, Ryan's reading of yeah. that comment. It was good. It was good. All right. I I'm think good. that was probably what was going on in his head when he wrote that. Too. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> exclamation mark! Exclamation mark! Exclamation mark! <laughs> He's just typing out or saying everything he types. Um, so I think today, instead of the uh, Shadows of the Dam talk and eating M&Ms, what we're going to do is talk about trenched. We're going to talk about a little bit of Connect action. We're also going to answer some of your questions, which you can send in to unlocked at IGN.com. So why don't we start with Trenched? Because that's the most, I think, interesting thing on our docket for and today. And it's out today. And it's yeah, out today on Xbox Live. Not available yet on the PlayStation Network. Poor it PlayStation fans. It won't be. It's published fans. by Microsoft. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Sorry, I mean, do you think that it will ever come over? It's no, published it's- by Microsoft. <laughs> Ever come over? <laughs> it's published by Microsoft. That <laughs> means Mass no. Effect 1 was also published by Microsoft. So you can see how well that went over. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it came over just like yesterday. Just mm. made the jump. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Microsoft's they, like, here you go, Sony. They, they, they replaced, <laughs> uh, they replaced cra- uh, um, Captain Shepard with uh, Crash Bandicoot. Cap- really <laughs> Captain Shepard? <laughs> Commander. Did you, Commander did you really Shepherd. just make him a captain? Oh, Whatever. God. It's all the same. Crash you and Bandicoot. the captain make it I don't know if you realize, but they both start with C, and apparently that's close been, enough for me. Apparently you've been hanging out with our fifth host. <laughs> <laughs> You got your uh, Captain Morgan. Oh, well Momo played, going well on. I wish that the Normandy was commanded by Captain Morgan. Reapers, fuck them. I gotta get this. I don't know. All right. Anyway, so the only person I've actually played trenched is Peter over here. Peter, you're coming through for us again. It's so true. Thank you. I tend to play a lot. So randomly is, too. I know. This is a downloadable game from Double Fine which uh, are the same folks that brought you such hits as... Costume oh, Quest. Costume Quest. Stacking. Uh, stacking. stacking. I, wait, I'm, why do I keep blanking on the Jack Black game? Uh, Brutal, Brutal Legend. Legend. Brutal Legend. There it is. And, Psychonauts. Uh, Psychonauts. But that was a, that was that cool. way back. back in yeah. the Doesn't mean it's not awesome. True. So tell us about Trenched. Uh, caught me off guard a bit. I wasn't expecting to play it, and I had basically forgotten it was coming out today either, but... 
yesterday, all of a sudden, Anthony's like, I got extra codes and need to play multiplayer. So we were playing Trenched uh, throughout the day and into the evening. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's a mech game where you yes. sit in like this 40s. Like, it's like an alternate history 40s, 50s set game where you have really cool art style. And you have these actual mechs where you're standing on the top controlling them with joysticks uh, that looks like you know, like sandbag trenches, but you're writing these giant mechs where you can customize all their weapons and um, my God, what kind of like Sounds tower defense so things you can lay down. Because every level is played out in waves of enemies coming out, and you can either just use your onboard weapons like machine guns and sniper rifles and grenade launchers, or you can lay down turrets and defenses and different tower defense stuff, um, one to four players, and it's a lot of fun. Like, it controls really well. Um, and it was totally unexpected because it seems like everything Double Fine does is completely different from the last thing they've done. Yeah. Which I really um, respect because that, that next, takes a lot of creative juice. I mean, their next game is probably, unless they do another XBLA title, it's going to be Sesame Street, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Sesame Street. So I think they are going to do another downloadable, though. I think um, they had four. They have a good like, in the works. record going of these. Like, this is three. Good run. Four. Yeah. But anyway, so it controls really well. Um, the enemies are really cool. They're um, well-designed, interesting. It's fun to play. Um, Does it have the typical Double Fine humor in it? Yeah, it's the totally quirky, like, army sergeants and story going along. Like, the the big bad villain has, like, the r- old Russian-style, like, double beard mustache, where it's coming <laughs> out in, like, a point on the beard and <laughs> off of his mustache. Nice. Um, but it's very much, like, it's pretty, like, once you get into the gameplay, like, it's pretty hardcore, like, stop the waves, um, you know, work together and... Are you in, stuff. in the oh. multiplayer modes? Are you fighting against an like uh, an AI? Well, it's enemy, not really. It's it... not really a multiplayer mode. It's co- it's co-op basically. Oh, okay. It's like co-op. you can play it alone or with up to four people. And okay. the levels are always the same. There are always waves. Okay. So you have different points on the map where the enemies are swarming out of, like from aerial enemies to the tiny enemies to big bosses, and everything kind of rotates through. And it's just up to you to decide what the best loadout is for a given level because you can change it between levels and. Um, customized to your heart's content. It was hilarious. Um, Anthony and the other guys he was playing with last night had already maxed out their characters because they'd been playing it a ton. And I had only played um, a little bit at the time. So I still I had the, I signed on and I had this tiny little mech with like the default colors. And these guys had like these camouflage giant mechs that are like <laughs> four times the size of my own. And I'm just like trying not to get stepped on fighting these waves off. And like the stats would pop up after a round and I had like five kills and everyone else is like 80, 90. I'm like, oh, what did I do? I helped. That's cool. So, <laughs> I was so it's, got, like, it's got like a cool progression system where you can buy and unlock a bunch of different stuff to play it all. But what we did find, and I think Anthony mentioned in his review too, is if you're playing with four people, it's really not that hard at a certain point. Like, there is some difficulty jump with the amount of enemies coming at you, but um, especially maybe because they'd all kind of max themselves out, like, nothing really got in our way. I think even my puny little mech only had to be revived once out of the whole, you know, bunch of levels we went through. But, you know, download a demo, check it out. Like, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. How, much, how much is it? I think it's 1,200 Microsoft points. Right. $15. $15. 15. Yeah. Man, that price is just the default now, isn't it? I was going to say <laughs> I was supposed much. to play with you guys last night, but I got home too late. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it, hopefully you guys will keep playing because I'm really excited to check it out now. Yeah, now that um, I saw the like the future, you know, after playing with these guys. Like, the future. I saw the future. <laughs> it was scary. It was 
I, it's funny that whenever someone is describing a game to me, there's always a, a, a collection of keywords that will like make me like progressively more interested in the yeah. game. Will so, those words be armor, weapons, weapons and, and friends? friends. <laughs> no, that was, that was from Fiesta. Fiesta Online, which is a free-to-play MMO that we were watching the trailer of, where the, you know how it always says like, you know, save the world, you know, that sort of thing? Well, their, their taglines were weapons, armor, armor friends. <laughs> <laughs> it was just big bold text, and that's all it was. And, and then uh, it was just like, there's and a chipmunk mount, and then yes. there's a chipmunk mount, and also like donkeys with gigantically Giant, disproportional like, faces. <laughs> um, anyway, I digress. the The keywords for me, I think, are mechs, yeah, customizable, <laughs> uh, tower defense, and uh, ponies. Po- probably ponies. Ponies. Also, K-pop or cute girls would also be pretty good. We're pretty, pretty That'd be awesome. awesome. Cute K-pop game. I don't think there are any cute girls. I'm sorry. Are there, are there girls? Sexist. I don't think there I'm are any girls. I'm going to have to write an angry letter to oh Tim Schafer. Oh, my Schaefer. God. Why do you we'll have to be so down, sexist? Let's we'll walk down the street and be like, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Excuse me. Hey, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? <laughs> I hear this game called Trenched. It sounds great. Except there's all boys. Who fights a war with all boys? This is fucking dumb. That's true. The end. Uh, so that's Trenched. That's Trenched. Sounds great. All boys. Um, is everybody going to play this at some point? Are yep. we all interested? Any yep. dissenters in the crowd? I'm going to demo it first in the play. Demo it first. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. We should be cool. friends, Peter. We should. Let's be friends. Why don't we friends. be friends? What was that song? Or what, why no, you're right. Why can't we be friends? Why can't we be friends? That's what it is. Well, this has been your episode of And on that note. So the other thing that is notable as of late is that I believe Peter tells me, because I didn't read it, <laughs> you've written a uh, Connect article with our own Jack DeVries. Jack and I played a lot of connect at e3 yeah we've talked a lot of connect did, I since you. then yeah <laughs> christine's like play it now <laughs> dance <laughs> harder <laughs> enjoy <laughs> disneyland more <laughs> it's funny because the night before they had an event and i went and i played everything but then the next day we had to go see it again booth and see it again dance so i was like all right peter you're playing everything because i already played all this dance monkey <laughs> i was like Aww. go <laughs> so anyway we took a look at like what Microsoft's trying to do with Connect, like the state of Connect, and you know they have more casual family-style games coming out. They're trying to do some hardcore stuff in quotes, um, and then there's the stuff they're trying to do where it's just like an addition, like where you can yell at your troops in Mass Effect or play with guns, play with and, guns and randomize yeah. them in um, Ghost, Recon. Ghost Recon. And so we went through some big titles coming out in the next few months and kind of labeled them with how we felt they fit into those categories with. Like, you know, Star Wars, I broke down that oh, it sounds hardcore and it's big, huge canon and lots of fans, but it's not hardcore at all. Like, no, no matter what you do, it's really awkward to move forward. Like, you're doing, like, the, <laughs> the waiting the for Guffman, like, yeah. uh, that, you know, the dance when he has his backward pants on. I don't know. Is anyone seen Waiting has for Guffman? backward pants on? Chris no. Guest film. I, no. No, but I, everyone I mean, please watch I, that. I describe it as throwing your arms backwards and putting a foot forward. If any listeners know Christopher <laughs> Guest's film and have seen Waiting for Guffman and know what I'm talking about, please write in and correct all these people who have not seen said Un- film. Unlocked at IGN.com. Yeah. They can write <laughs> nice in right plug. there. There you go. It's hilarious. Anyway, it's awkward and very casual. Whereas, like, Rise, where we've only seen the one gameplay trailer, does look more hardcore because it's violent and people are getting stabbed and headbutted and 
all that. Does that but, make it yeah, hardcore, though? I don't really though? care, though. Like, here, here's a question. Everything's on rails. Yeah, here's a question I have for you. I, when I think of hardcore, I don't think violence needs to equate with hardcore because a very complex, difficult, hardcore game could be completely non-violent. I think yeah. Viva, example, Viva Pinata is a great I, example. I would also argue that some of the old Sim Cities are probably not yeah. exactly casual games, yeah. but they have no, well, except for if you accidentally let a reactor melt down and destroy <laughs> your entire no, city. No, you see, I think that that works in two ways. I see what you're saying, where violence doesn't mean it's hardcore, but I, I'm not trying to say that non-violence means it's not hardcore, because there's also some aspects where, um, like, depending on usage, like, I was trying, I argued, and I don't know, some people may think I'm wrong, like the head tracking in Forza is more of a hardcore feature because it's very specific and more along the lines of what like somebody with like a solid sim racing setup at home would have like a track mm. IR, which is a system that follows your head for right. um, those kind of games would use and not necessarily like your casual like pickup and mime driving yeah. crowd would. Cool. Um, but I, no, I definitely see your point. Like violence doesn't mean hardcore, but I think that's definitely, they want, rise to be along the more hardcore like get those real gamer gamers no absolutely and to connect generally speaking if it's a completely non-violent game that usually means it's it's being designed for a either a mainstream appeal where it'll be safe for families and yeah. everybody can play it but uh yeah so it's a violence can can be a good indicator but i don't yeah. think it's the be all and no all, definitely not or most accurate indicator um real quick what did you think about some of that connect stuff at the uh at the old e3s honestly none of it was very attractive to me. Oh. I was like, uh... There's, there's like, not one Kinect game that stood out for no. you? I mean, just Dance Central 2, which is, you know, just more Dance Central, but now you can actually play side-by-side -side with someone, which is nice. Cool. Um, but cool. really, I mean, that's still the standout Kinect game, which is sort of sad. And to answer... No. Every, oh, sorry. I was going to say, though, I, I don't think you've played it, but I, lo I happen to love the Gunstringer. I'm very oh, much yeah, looking forward to that. that. That was probably my favorite motion game at E3. Not probably. That was very much my favorite motion title at E3. Cool. And you, I don't know if we touched on it last week because you were gone too. Uh, Child of Eden. Yeah, it was. Yes, oh, Child well, of Eden was. I was actually just about to write down Child yeah. of Eden because really? we didn't I, yeah, talk I wasn't about sure it. What you guys talked no, about we didn't week. at all. So maybe uh, I think now is the perfect time. You just you posted reviewed. that review and ran out of town. Right? I know. I did. Yeah, literally, like Peace. I posted my review and then I left <laughs> and I went on vacation. Um, but uh, it's awesome with Connect. It's actually one of the few games that I prefer with Connect. Which um, is just crazy. So much more fluid, and you know, you, know, you can actually um, highlight enemies a lot quicker. And it just—I don't know—it was just really cool to me. I, I liked it, um, obviously, because I gave it an five and an editor's choice. That does mean that it's a it good game. It does mean that I sort of liked it. It's a great game, actually. It's a great. Game. I believe the great will be written underneath yeah. your score. But everything about it is amazing. Like so can the, you give us the visuals and the music? It all just works really nicely together. And it's it's basically it. I I've just always likened it to a, a like an evolution of Res. Yes. I mean it's just like yeah. Res for. It's, if you play it with a controller, it's very much like Res. Um, playing it with Connect makes it its own thing. And you got through it pretty quickly, right? It was a yeah, fairly I short mean, game. Yeah, I mean, just like a lot of uh, on rail shooters are, this is pretty short. Um, the thing that made it longer was you have to um, earn a certain number of stars in order to unlock the next. Okay. Archive is what they call them, or level. And so sometimes I'd have to go back and replay a level so that I could earn a few more stars and then get to the next one. But there are only five major levels. And then there's a sixth one that will unlock that's basically challenge mode. Okay. Got it. And so is it possible for you to get the maximum number of stars on your first try in a level? Or is this the kind of thing where you actually need to grind through levels? I think if you're super levels? awesome, I don't know, I'm 
wasn't because it, it took me a while to get a hang of <laughs> I'm not the, saying you need to be of the um I can't remember exactly what the game calls it, but basically combo okay. boosting. It took me a little while to get the hang of it, and then I was like, yeah. oh, okay. Because I was confused if when you say that you have to play them again to unlock stuff, I didn't know if it's like unlock, you know, you need 10 stars to unlock, but this will only give you five, so you, you're required to play it twice in right. order to unlock. Or do no. you mean that you just have to, like, score you well enough? You have to score well enough to earn okay. stars. Okay, got oh, it. I mean, th it'll still give you. I only had to play um, a level once again in order to get enough stars to go on Okay. To the next level, so, so it wasn't it, too bad of a grind. Like okay. you're not having to play them multiple times, um, but well, you are, but not a lot. But not a lot, yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm saying like you don't have to go play like three or four times in order to get Got to the it. next level. It's Got like it. usually one more time. You Did have you to get play. through the whole thing in a sitting? Yes. Or do you have to take breaks? Well, um, I'm only when asking. I played with Connect, I did take breaks just because yeah. like my arm would get tired. I went, I think it must have been last Thursday. Um, we had it running in the demo room here, which is a nice big projection uh, or projector. And the room was dark, and I tried it on, you know, the Connect setting. And it was just, maybe it was because of the size of the projector or uh, the darkness or something. But I walked out of there, like, half dizzy. Like, it, it got a little bit crazy. <laughs> oh, really? it, was, it was hysterical to see all you guys come out of that demo room looking like you just went through just time. Days. Really? Yeah, <laughs> that's what It was fucking that crazy. Game is like. It, it, it is was. sort of like that. I always, it's really, you just sort of f focus. Yeah. Like, you're I'll, in it. Man, Altano sat down, just looked across <laughs> from me, like, shaking his head. <laughs> like, he was like, dude, you know, that, that child of Fuck that shit, man. <laughs> I don't know what's happening anymore. Like, he was just, oh my gosh. Yeah, it's crazy. It's a bit of a mind fuck. Yes. And I don't think playing it on a screen that big helps. <laughs> no problem. It's a not. bit much. Yeah, I, I was did. thinking this is the second, I did play it on that. The second mm -hmm. game where they neglected to uh, release the peripheral that's supposed to go with the game. Like, you know how mm -hmm. with Res, it was supposed to be released with a, like a, with vibrator, a vibrator of sorts? <laughs> Um, not gonna. I'm not, I don't know why they didn't release it here, but for Gee, the for, yeah, child, why. <laughs> for Child of Eden though, wasn't there supposed to be like this crazy vest with all these wires and what? like what? Uh, yeah, no. it's supposed to give like a like haptic feedback so that I don't think they ever announced what really? they were going to do. No, the, they always said that they were looking into something for yeah for vibration feedback, but they I don't. They wouldn't have been able to mass produce, I think produce in, that. No. With Res HD, did, can't you like connect multiple controllers and they all vibrate so yeah. you can like put them on like your body? I don't like the vibrating controller. It's a little <laughs> I'm not joking. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was Maybe like requested, was. like, you know, and then you put your feet on one of them <laughs> yeah. and you sit on the other one. Yeah. And then the last one goes on your head. No. <laughs> you wear this advanced helmet. <laughs> you could attach your give 360 you a headache controller in two seconds. Too. Oh, man. Now, what I did, um, which I said in my review, it was, it was probably a little goofy, but I just sort of was like swaying to the music, and like that's how I kept the beat, and that's how I knew when to release um, your fire or whatever. Because that's what you're supposed to The whole idea. I don't. Release stop. your fire. <laughs> the whole idea is you need to select up to that's eight enemies. That's the, next, that's the next European transfusion that's going to sweep the nation. Release your fire. It's going to be hitting all the clubs. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but then, and then once you've highlighted them all, you have to fire, but you have to do it in time with the beat. So if you and if you don't stop it, I'm gonna smack you. <laughs> I'm only laughing. What is laughing. funny about releasing your fire? I'm just, I'm just picturing like you know this is WKXL and now we're gonna go back to Kizzle's release your fire and it's like. <laughs> I have my very own song. Yes. Um. Yeah. All right, so that's that. <laughs> so now you've killed it. Child of Eden. Child, Child of Eden. Eden. What is there it's to really say? It's really cool. And uh, is that also a no? That's a that's not a fifteen dollar download. That's actually a full retail game. Right? That is a full retail. That was the major $50. negative about it was it's fifty dollars. Oh, fi it's not forty. It's no, fifty. No, it is fifty. And fifty dollars. It's fifty, and you can beat it in a sitting. 
It is five times I mean, the price really of a hard, movie. It's really hard to well, beat. Well, I remember the original the only, Res was also fifty dollars. Yeah. Yeah. And that was like a really I short mean, experience. You would have to be first of all. First of all, my thumbs would get way too. Uh, I don't know. Tired. Yeah, they would. <laughs> Burned out <laughs> from releasing out. all that fire. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Uh, oh, it's good. It's so, so good. And they get harder and harder, and it's pretty difficult to beat the um, later levels with the controller, actually, just because mm. there's a little bit of a lag in compared to Kinect. Mm, 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 as Colin would say. Mm, mm. Uh, by the way, I have to go back to a joke that I was thinking of in my head earlier, because <laughs> I like, think that the... Okay. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. The <laughs> Mass Effect uh, vocal speech recognition majigs that oh, you yeah. can do, that's going to be hilarious, I think. I really do. I think yeah. that when... If you were wearing headphones and you're like in a dorm and like someone's walking <laughs> by and you hear like some random person be like, you know, you have we to are, fire on the ship. You know, or oh, like, like talking. Yeah, the speech thing was stupid. I'll never trust a Batarian with my credits. You know, like <laughs> you can't, you can't like. There's no possible way that someone won't just like look in and be like, "You cool, dude?" Uh, but it was uh, like funny. LARPing. When that happened, yeah, at, it really is. at the briefing, like I was typing and looking at the same time, so I didn't really understand what was going on at first. I was really confused. Yeah. I was like, "What?" <laughs> why his voice actor is terrible what's going on <laughs> and then I was like wait why did they oh he's speaking the lines yep. got it and I was yeah. like that's stupid why would anybody do that <laughs> you have to take the ship out of light speed joker like, really when I can just go up or down yeah, and push yeah. A. watch it'll end up like letting it use your real voice to record like <laughs> citadel <laughs> advertisements like hi I'm commander Shepard <laughs> this is my favorite, favorite store, store citadel. citadel this was my favorite store on earth because <laughs> 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 earth is dead earth <laughs> is blowing up <laughs> it is so bad I, I still love how you can walk through all of the citadel and every shop is like <laughs> this, <laughs> this is my, my favorite, favorite store on the citadel, citadel. <laughs> yeah. don't trust that other guy yeah <laughs> <laughs> Goodness, yeah, and that that's Mass Effect too. Yes, man. All right. Spoiler well, alert. Uh, let me see what else we had. Did what, what's everybody playing for fun, by the way, nowadays? What are we? Are we doing any recreational? Nothing for me since I just got back. Super Stardust. Hala, actually. Oh, I need to download my games. You, yeah. Uh, you just purchased a PS3 recently. I just purchased one and two weekends ago. That's, that's not a 360. <gasps> really? Yeah. Last weekend. Awesome. Really? Best Buy was giving $100 back for buying one. What? I already what? had a Best Buy gift certificate, and I had an account pre-PSN outage, so I had to get my free games, $100 off. Oh, my God. Was, Please don't tell me that, because you're telling I'm me sorry. if I waited just one more week, I could have gotten like $100 yeah. off my PSN. Isn't that always how it works? Yes. It's yeah. always. It's okay. Yeah, that happens it's a lot. Okay. Tomorrow it's going to be, everyone oh, gets well. a free PS3. Oh, <laughs> dang it. Yeah. They're just giving them away. <laughs> They're like throwing them out of the, a window. Yeah. There's like a cannon, rain. like a fucking cannon shooting out PS2s. Like a shirt um, cannon. <laughs> like a shirt cannon, just much more People dangerous. Just get hit in the head and die. <laughs> no, that's such, that's such a super addicting game, though. Like, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. It has, su it has super the in the title. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Super Stardust HD, by the way, is, I, I always have likened it to like a better game. Geometry Wars, just because, and Geometry Wars whoa, is whoa, whoa. Uh, better. Geometry Wars, <laughs> I haven't played it. I, I feel like it, in gameplay wise, it definitely is, but the music's much more memorable in Geometry Wars. That's bullshit, Stephanie whoa, Lee. That is whoa, bullshit. Whoa, whoa. I'm sorry, but you're, okay, you're entitled hey, to your wrong opinion. Yeah, Geometry Wars, I'm sorry, I think it had, uh, let's see, one song that repeated <laughs> forever. And it only takes about. That's why it, it was more about, memorable. So yeah. the reason it's memorable <laughs> it because you heard it for about 20 hours. 
the, the Super Stardust HD soundtrack is one of the coolest, like, arcade-style soundtracks. And every song in that game pumps me the fuck up. Like, I will go out, I will, like, slam three vodka Red Bulls and just go clubbing after I like play Mr. Super Caffeine. Stardust. Like Mr. Caffeine. Like Mr. Caffeine, or Mr. Coffee. I really like the, the song in, what is it, Planet Namian? Namian? I don't, third actu- one, the third I don't one. actually know any of their the names. But I'm trying to top <gasps> your score right now. Nice. Yeah. Oh, I actually, yeah, you, you have to add me on the PSN and then check my score because I don't actually remember what my high score is. I remember it being high at, at a certain time. <laughs> I remember it was it high. It was high. Much like one of our re- Much like listeners. one of our, re- our uh, listeners, yeah. <laughs> exactly. You made me fall into your same vocal trap. Reader listener? <laughs> Reader listener. What are you driving? I am uh, <laughs> trying to <laughs> finally finish Bioshock 2 because I never got around to it. How's that going for you? It's all right. Do you, do you feel dumb because Bioshock Infinite's like right around the corner? No, no that's kind of... W- yeah, I, I know they have nothing to do with each other, but that's kind of why I want to finish it because I never did. So it's like, well... And it's not right around it's the corner, right? It's a Bioshock game. It's Bumble more Bioshock. <laughs> and I still got to finish L- L.A. Noir too. So those are kind of sitting on my shelf. Here's the thing. I, I was really into L.A. Noir for about 30 minutes. And then slowly but surely, I started getting more and more frustrated at just getting shit wrong. Like, maybe I'm just the worst detective of all time. You are. But, you but these people, people would be like, you know, need it, though. no, I got there and, and then the body was already gone there's there was nobody there and i'd be like sounds like he's telling the truth and then they would be like you're wrong and they'd be like you know you did it wrong you this look looks like, like a trustworthy stick. fellow he's like covered in blood <laughs> he's sharpening he's knives. got honest eyes <laughs> um, you could have used my guide oh <sighs> Yeah, but, but, but that's I don't, just like, what's the point? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, exactly. in, that, in a game, in in a game, a, like, game that. like that, I wouldn't want to use a guide because then you're just like, it's like a multiple choice test you're cheating on. Yeah. You know? uh, wasn't that much guesswork for me. I kind of, I figured maybe, out most of the questions. Maybe Translation, just, I'm awesome at L.A. It's Noir. true. You suck. Oh. <laughs> I was uh, trying to lay it into you it's, softly. No, it's true. It's true. <laughs> that sounds dirty. Uh <laughs> No, it's true because I just I played it and I guess maybe it wasn't clicking with me. Maybe it was sort of I, like there were parts of it. I I really loved when I sat down and I, and I interviewed everybody, even though I obviously sucked at it. But then there were the parts where I'm just kind of like walking around, running into walls, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, is there wow. like something here You're that I can the get? Worst you know? gamer of all time. No, but it's <laughs> it's more like the you know where where am I looking for evidence? And it it just sort of it felt sort of. I don't know. I felt like I wasn't getting to the interesting bits. The interesting bits for me were the human interaction there, because obviously that's what they poured all their time and effort into. Yeah. And then, and then it's like the you know a dumb game of, uh, you know, find some little dumb thing that I can't even <laughs> zoom into normally. Yeah. Which, by the way, then I feel I just feel bad at the end of the case when he's like, "Here's your case, detective," and it's like you messed up. Too late. You can't go back unless you reload your save. And I'm like, okay, No, you can cool. replay. Yeah, you can, you can. from yeah. from the main menu yeah. if you go back. But then it's, I don't know. Then it sort of loses its, its. I'm not gonna lie. You're like trying actually, to, oh. oh God. I was gonna say you're like trying to prove your lie. They're lying. Why are they lying? Because I picked up a can that had nothing to do with the case. <laughs> like, yes, that happened too. When he's like, you know, you prove it. You know, you can't. You can't get me, detective. And you're like, I have this bloody baseball bat. And he's like, that's not mine. And I'm like, all right, well. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> what, am I, what am I supposed to do? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not a detective. I didn't train for this. I'm just some <laughs> dorky dude that writes about I got tired of it after I had to chase like the 15th person up a freaking <laughs> building. They're all runners. And they can all shimmy up poles. Yes. And I was like, 
everyone in LA, I'll I don't know if you realize, is a parkour. Yeah, is a parkour expert. It's like this old woman. She run. like fucking spins off of like the the roof and then just does awesome flips. That doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. But that'd <laughs> Actually, be awesome. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't see it, so I don't know. The I'll, funny. The funny thing is, is that I really respect and appreciate LA Noir, but it's the kind of game where it. it I don't know. It, I guess it didn't have that hook that I needed to. Yeah, to make me it has its problems. It either. has its problems. Just and then the gameplay is not airtight, and the, like the even the interrogations where like the truth lied out. That's all like really nebulous sometimes. But I'm I th I'm excited to see what where they're gonna take this formula in the maybe a sequel perhaps or maybe a spinoff. Well, we don't know. Maybe another Rockstar game. New York or the noir. next one. New York <laughs> noir. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I want. I would want to do like Shanghai Noir, and then everybody cool. everybody speaks in Chinese, and there's no subtitle. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like A, B, C, mm. or D. Mm. Lie? <laughs> you wouldn't even know which one was lie. Pushing <laughs> buttons. And X. Square. Circle. <laughs> you just turn the power or off. X, Y. Yeah. Um, all right. So that was fun. All right. Let's. <laughs> that sounded sarcastic, but it wasn't. I very much enjoyed my conversation there. Let's do some reader mail. We only had a few questions. <laughs> I want more questions from you people. Bless you, by the way. Uh, or Gazuntite, so that's more politically correct podcast. Uh, you can email us at unlockedigen.com if you have any questions or comments. And by the way, I'm going to do I don't want to make these guys sit through it all, but Whoa. after after the credit sequence, if you stay tuned after the credits, I'm going to give a little update on a listener that uh, teaches in Korea. He wrote in a really long, cool story that I'm going to read to all of you. Uh, oh my god, it's like story time with Mr. Clement. It'll be story time with Mr. Clement. <laughs> I Clint. smell a podcast spinoff. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome Hello, to everyone. podcast story time. <laughs> Your lone this. host. I look, up the, I look up the stats. There's like two listeners. <laughs> One of them is my mom. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so this first question comes from a uh, friend of Unlocked and a friend of uh, the IGN crew in general, Justin Rubio. Justin writes, uh, this, oh, <laughs> lol. Anyway, is there anything beyond Child of Eden that would make a Connect purchase worth it, at least for the foreseeable future? I'm intrigued by Dance Central 2, but I don't know if two games is worth the purchase, especially when my Wii hasn't been used in years, etc. Uh, this is, I think, a good tie in for our previous conversation here. What do we think? Is Connect going to be worth it besides they Dance Central and Child of Eden? They are starting to do more yeah. XBLA. Connect XBLA kind of, the stuff. first the first Connect game that's coming to XBLA is Fruit Ninja Connect. Yeah. But um I can't remember what the other I feel like there's another one that got announced too. Um but then as Peter said, the Gunstringer is mm -hmm. also good. Granted, three games isn't the yeah. <laughs> the greatest reason either. Um I I mean from the things I've seen and written about lately, like I don't own a Connect, but I'm probably gonna finally get one in the next few months when something starts coming out. The other thing to think about is if the dashboard stuff appeals to you, being able to navigate um, with yeah. either motion control or your voice, or if you do, would end up using it for like voice chats across, like if you have family in other places that might want to use. The funny thing is, chat, is that yeah, Connect has always been locked out for me because I just I, I don't think I have enough room for it in my current setup in my uh, in my little living area yeah. space. So yeah, maybe if if I had enough room, then I might consider it but i don't know As of right now i mean there's not but i'm also yeah i'm also privileged because i can play like dance central when i want to just in the office and yeah. it's not like i have no access to connect games i would just have limited access Very true. so i don't know justin it's a tough it's call it's a tough call right now i would say that if 
It I mean, it depends on how badly you want to play Child of Eden and Dance Central 2. Um, you can play Child of Eden with just a controller. Oh, yeah. I played uh, Wipeout with Greg the other day. Mm -hmm. It's pretty fun. It's not the most oh, yeah, responsive yeah. thing really in the world, it. but Greg loves it. And it is he pretty just silly it's pretty fun. Goofy, like goofy. It's totally goofy, but... It's fun. I mean, but there's connectable. It's not a system seller. Man, I was, I was told, I totally thought you were talking about uh, like Wipeout, the, yeah. the futuristic racing. No, 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 no. we're oh, talking no. about the, and the, I was like, the bad game Wipeout in the zone is what it's called. It's yeah. after the TV show. Oh, which is that's basically right. like a grown-up double there. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so why don't we move on to a question from Wookie Puss? Gross. Oh, dear unlockables, huh. um, I'd like to ask Supreme Xbox Zarina. A very interesting female version of the Czar, I assume. Uh, is there that's any what you chance? Call yeah. A female. Oh, I had no idea. Are you serious? Yeah. They add, that's actually a real thing. This is so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy. Supreme Xbox Arena Steimer. Is there any chance the coverage of indie games might be expanded? It's hard to find reviews. I know there's a lot to wade through, but maybe you could spotlight the actual good ones so we can say so we can know if, say, the Avatar Legends thing is worth a whirl. If we assume from your silence that it's as thoroughly witless as Maids with Balloons, which we talked about a little while ago. Oh, yeah. Apparently, Wookie Puss was not a big Maids with Balloons uh, fan. Uh, what, what do you think? Would you uh, Are you interested in uh, checking out more indie games? The What's trouble a, is just thoughts? that there's not a lot of time. And there's a lot of And there's a lot of indie games. The volume is huge. To sort through. So, I mean, finding those... You know, a few gems in there is gonna is difficult and not necessarily. Sounds about to say worth the time that it takes. Mm -hmm. um, See, that's the thing. So it just sort of depends. If it's slower, like in the summer, then maybe, yeah. But when it gets to fall, like review season time, there's no way. Yeah, and keep in mind that I mean, we're not we're not perfect, but I, I feel like we do try and keep our eye out. So if someone in the office starts talking about like an indie game that everybody has to try out, then we one of us will talk about it. Yeah. yeah, one someone will probably check it out, and then you know we'll either write something up or maybe talk about it on one of the shows. Yeah. It's uh, it's tough, but we will we will try and keep you posted yeah, as I mean, much you, as possible. You can't assume by our silence that something's necessarily terrible. It just means I mean, there's a good chance that's true. We've <laughs> oh, never yeah. heard of it, and it is terrible. But at the same time, there's just so much stuff out there. We we're not even sure what the best stuff is all the time. Yeah. Indeed, indeed. Let's go to a question from Gene. Gene writes, "Howdy, unlockers! Last episode, you mentioned the PlayStation 3's copious updates and how you believe that the live service was better than the PSN." Now, I'm not positive, but I believe that Microsoft only allows for a certain amount of updates and only allows one free DLC per game. I don't know if this is true, which is why I want to I take that to you guys. I any free DLC. <laughs> um, my question is, would you rather have unlimited but small updates or very limited but large updates? This is from Gene. Folks? Good Sorry. question. What? Mm. So, um, so it's, sor it's sort bit. of like you can, you know, like in the PlayStation Network, they're you know, if, if this is true that Xbox Live kind of is more regulated about the number of updates, mm -hmm. you know, would you rather have, like, smaller updates that come often, I guess? Wait, do you mean system updates or game updates? Actually, it's not very clear. Because game updates happen say. all the time on both systems. Yes. Yeah, they do. But system updates, um, what I do like about the big Xbox Live updates uh, is that you know what changed. Like, it's immediately apparent, like, visually yeah, or something, something is going on. Well, but the Whereas, see, I would argue that I don't know because, honestly, they don't document it at all, at least not right away. Whereas see, in what, the, the PlayStation Network of, updates, like, it, it literally, like, when you scroll over to click c continue, it, it tells you what's list. in it. Yeah. But at the same time, visually, it doesn't usually 
isn't no. really apparent. Ne What's going never on? Never anything visual. Never anything visual. But I just feel like the PS2 like pretty takes colors. so long. And I feel like no matter what, no matter how big it is, the Xbox Live updates always go by really quickly. Yeah, I would I would say to Gene that honestly, the yeah the live updates are exponentially faster, way less frequent, and generally as system updates. I am curious I about the say. DLC thing though. I'm not sure what the yeah. rule is on that. I didn't. I would be. I, would I mean, there I there is know. some fr there is some free. I don't free think there DLC. is some free DLC, yeah, but there are like, also times where I feel like I've heard developers say that Microsoft wouldn't let them actually. Out we DLC should we should free. look into it because so, Assassin's yeah. Creed Brotherhood had two free updates with like extra multiplayer maps and stuff like extra characters and stuff. Um, so I don't know if there's a limit or if they worked out some deal with Microsoft or yeah, what. Yeah, I'm not sure what the deal is. I don't think it's probably in stone that one, one. free DLC <laughs> per game. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> we're pulling it from the shelves. <gasps> Let's move on to a game. A game from Tim. I don't think Tim made a game. Oh, Tim I think did. Tim wrote Tim in Schaefer. with a question. <laughs> Uh, Tim writes, I just recently purchased Mass Effect 1 and 2 and oh. God of War 2. Oh, sorry. I'm assuming it's Gears of War, not God of War. LOL. From GameStop.com. Unless he did buy it's Maybe funny he has that, both. It's funny that Tim writes GameStop.com. I think he probably could have just said GameStop. Anyway. I think he wanted to specify that it was an online and not he did not go to the store. I know it might be. I know I might be late to the party, but I just got my 360 in December. I would like to know which one, okay, one you guys recommend <laughs> playing first, and which one is the best experience. So, of Mass Effect One and Two, and Gears of War Two. Start with Mass Effect One. Yeah, I don't you'll know, go they, it, go right into Mass Effect Two because they work very well together, and you can import your character. Blah. Yes. And Blah. play Gears of War sometime between now and Gears of War Three. Yes. Wait, what happened to the first Gears of War if, if he just got an oh, Xbox? Oh, wait, you got he... Gears of War 2? Yeah. yeah, he got yeah, 2. Did... Okay. Eh, the first one, Did whatever. He... Yeah, I mean, the story's... <laughs> See, that's, man, that's my reaction to the first Mass Effect. No, I know we've had this conversation dumb. before. No, I'm not I dumb. I just... I, no. I like games that don't have I remember watching you play that, and gameplay. I wanted to punch you in the face. <laughs> well, that's... Well, <laughs> You're like, what's over here? Loot? I'm like, that's not the way this game is. I would like to say that 75% of my dumb actions were just to piss you off when we were playing. I was just like about. I was so frustrated. I know. <laughs> I didn't even know what to do with myself. That's why it was funny. I just then I like dressed, like dangerously drove towards the I lava. Know, like, I'm, and like, I was don't, like, I'm like, don't. I'm like, there's a the cliff lava. here, right? The lava actually kills you, and you're like, what? But like, then, ah! but then I discovered the hopping the the Mako over the cannon fire, which you thought was hilarious and awesome. Remember? I did actually hop before, but yeah, you yeah you were doing it much sooner than I ever did. Yes. I just ran away from enemies because I hated the Mako. Anyway, <laughs> I, I I thoroughly believe that someone can go right into Mass Effect 2 and have a great experience with way that better gameplay than Mass but Effect But the fact, 1. like, he, he importing your character is so awesome. Yeah. Like, because you get some kind of attachment. You also get more backstory. And yeah, like, you have so much attachment to a character you've already spent 20, 30 hours with, yeah. and then you get to take that character into the next one. Like, for me... Um, Whatever shepherd I made is like that's my shepherd, you know. Yes. And in all the trailers my and everything, my that's my shepherd. And all the trailers have like this generic, you know, stock one. So it's like a very different experience to have like your very own character built and skills and everything. He's not generic. He's modeled He's after a very dreamy model, actually. Oh. Regardless, Who looks real generic. Person. Well, apparently. Okay, here's generic, my suggestion very hot. to the listener. I remember what his name um, is. Play Mass Effect One. If you love it and can't get enough, go into Mass Effect 2. Otherwise, take a Gears of War break. Maybe. I actually just finally beat Gears of War 2 myself. What? Because um, I didn't the first time around. I get still haven't beat it. Gears of War 1, but I beat Gears of War 2. Gears of War 2 is uh, better pace, I think. Yes. 
but it's much easier they all have very do. cool stuff. And Gears of Three is looking awesome. Gears Did of you say three? Gears of Three? Gears of Three. <laughs> the newest series. It's Forget a mix of War. Gears and Forza. Gears of Three. Gears of Three. You Gears ride locusts around on their back. <laughs> You're just like, uh, Let's move on to a question from Mike B. from Miami. Mike writes, uh, let me see. Like Ryan, I was a big Final Fantasy VII nerd. I read the strategy guide from beginning to end, mostly out of obsession, even though it helped with side quests and hidden items. I recently purchased my second guide for Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Quite a big gap there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Couple years. But resort to forums and videos online for tips and tricks. It seems as though the internet is phasing out the strategy guide. I'm assuming he means written strategy yeah. guide. Yes. What are your takes on guides? Let's go to Stephanie for this one. It seems most fitting for our resident guides expert. What do you think? It's true. Um, online print or online guides, videos, all that stuff is definitely phasing out print guides. But Brady and Prima actually stay afloat by making deals with the publishers. Like, uh, I think some exclusive content or just exclusive deals that basically force you to kind of uh, look, read the guide. I, f yeah. I forget specifics of it, but they, they do strike deals with the publishers and developers to make sure that, you know, Hey, we're still around. Look, read us. Yeah, because their guides kind of are ready day one. Like, yeah, they yeah. try to sell them like combo packs almost, mm -hmm. like buy the game and the strategy yeah. guide. Yeah, I, I oh, also, thanks. and I think that yeah. the only, the only charm in having the written guide is just that it's sort of all compiled pretty easily into one place. Uh, you don't have to worry about sorting through a bunch of people's terrible FAQs to get to. <laughs> it has um, cool art too. And it has cool yeah. art, and that's, I think it's, it's, it almost has become more of a collector's item than I think a, you know, practical day to day usage item to me so. it's hard well i guess not really i just really type my question into google and see what happens exactly true <laughs> but at the same time i my computer like for example i i only have a desktop so mm -hmm. when i'm getting if i'm like on my couch in order for if i got stuck i would have to like get up go Whip to my out computer your and iPad, log in. bro <laughs> i don't go i don't go oh man you're just a loser so here's my question to you guys do you guys prefer uh reading what, what to do or actually watching what to do so it's basically it writing text versus video yeah it does video. depend like I if would, it's some like if it's searching for a collectible i can't find or something sometimes video helps because it's yeah. very specific but if it's like getting through a like i don't know a surprise or something in the game that you didn't know was there like it's much better to read about it yeah. than go experience it than seeing it happen for you yeah it's a tough call though i also just generally try and no offense avoid guides in general just because i like I like to try and Ryan figure it out myself. Ryan is actively trying to make no, you lose your job. <laughs> There's a lot Guys of people are stupid, and we shouldn't have anybody <laughs> working on them. There's a lot of people actively who try, who actively uh, try to avoid guides or cheating as they see it. I don't think it's cheating. I just you know try and do it myself. If I get stuck and I start getting frustrated, yeah. I I have no problem with looking it mm -hmm. up because you know I I don't want to waste time. You know what was awesome that one issue of Nintendo Power that had all those Mario three match game answers. I think that's the guide I use most. I don't know what you're talking about. You know in Super Mario Brothers 3? Yeah. You get to the, the mushroom huts and there's the... No, when you get to like 100,000 points or something, you get the match game where you... It's like memory and mm, you match uh -huh. them and you get the power-ups. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. And uh, there's like, I don't know, maybe 10 different versions of the board. <laughs> that's oh. it? I don't know. Maybe there's a few more. Anyway, there was an old issue in Nintendo Power that had like, okay, if you turn this one over and it's this item, this is what the rest of the answers are. What? So you could, the first time you got it, instead of having to lose and then get it again after 100,000 points, you could just get every item from the board wow. because you have the guide. What a cheater you are. That actually would be useful. <laughs> exactly. I just, I, I would like to. I have very fond to, memories of that. As opposed to guides not being useful, Christine, the rest of the guides. They're not useful if you can play through the game. 
make oh. it. Well, unless yeah, super I, I highly doubt you can I think find they're super useful the for items. collectibles yeah. and yeah, those sorts of things. Which no. I do not know how the hell you guys have the patience to Seriously, go through it. I got <laughs> I did in the original crackdown, I got all the orbs. I did it, the hidden ones. But the last like I don't know how many. I needed a guide for. I needed a map. And I saw Sam working on the map for Infamous 2 and the all the shards. shards. Yeah, blast Oof. shards. Yeah, yeah like, it's crazy. It was actually Jeez. pretty it was a pretty fast process for him according to him. Well, but he had like the the screenshot stamper, like yeah. this foot pedal where you can just take a screenshot whenever he sees a shard. It was awesome. Everybody but has that on the guide team, right? What? The, little, the, the pedal? pedal? Yeah. It was new to me. Squeaky. I hadn't seen that in use before. Squeaky. Because we aren't Squeaky. on the guides team. This is true. We don't get the cool technology. But we sit close enough that I should have, have noticed it at some point. Deek, 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 deek. Deek, deek. Nice. Those were all screenshots. Beautiful. <laughs> Three screenshots in a row. Yeah. Uh, so a little side note for all you Unlock listeners. Stephen wrote in with codes for um, Borderlands DLC, both Zombie Island and the Secret Armory of General Knox. If you would like a code, these are both 360 codes. If you would like one, send in a question and also ask for the code. And I might send it to you if you send me in a good question that we can use next week to unlock at IGN.com. Unlocked at IGN.com. Thank you, Stephen, very much for sharing. We appreciate it. Let's go to... I need to find who actually wrote this question. Oh. oh. What? Why are you so mad? No, I'm not mad. Oh, okay. I thought that that said lulls, but it's actually Lertz. I guess Lertz? I guess that's, a, that's Lertz. his name, Lertz. Uh, Lertz asks, I was just wondering, what is the coolest thing you've ever done in a video game? It could be plot-based or gameplay-based, like killing six taken with one shotgun blast in Alan Wake. Mm. This is from Lertz. And he, he has a spoiler from Portal 2 here as no, the example of plot-based, which yeah, is why I didn't okay. read it. Yeah. Don't spoil do it. Just, that's what that's the third game I'm trying to finish. Yes, that's I have too much on my I've, I've been gone too long. What's the coolest thing you guys have all done in video games before? For me, probably the original Tony Hawk on PlayStation One, breaking a million points. Okay. This is before you could do manuals and reverts and like all these crazy combo extenders. This is when you could only like grind and jump to other things to grind. <laughs> And do flips. And do flips. Flips, yeah. grinding, and jumping to it's more It's much grinding. harder than it sounds. It sounds but It's I'm, actually really highly addictive. I'm quite proud of that. I love the early Tony Hawk yeah. games before they started branching out and getting weird. What, you so don't Activision like the motion drove to the board? Ground, I do not like the motion board. Why not? What? Oh, yeah. Remember that uh, Sean White skateboarding where it's like, you can control the city with light, and then you're rebuilding it with light bridges? <laughs> that was cool, right? What? Guys, know. right? No, did no one actually play I that? I didn't actually play that. Oh, okay. I just yeah. smiled and nodded while you okay. said that. So Thank you. Know. I'm glad you were at least paying attention. <laughs> Look at my phone. It's so much more interesting. <laughs> Thanks, Christine. Um, I would have to say that I always default to a lot. I have a lot of Halo memories where we would, in like a 16-person multiplayer match. Okay, no, right. um, in the original Combat Evolved, we would, do, we would network a bunch of uh, Xboxes together, and we get everyone to stand together in like a giant pyramid and we'd have everyone shoot their rockets at the same time at like a tank and see how high we could get the tank. <laughs> Surprisingly, extremely high. Like that thing would just Spoiler. fly off the map. That's, that's cool. Yes, that's what me and my friends did during high school. <laughs> we were all losers. So, yeah. Okay. That was... No, do, do you girls not have anything to contribute I'm, I here? can't. I'm going to be lame and say that I can't think of anything. It actually. is hard to think of. Mm, I guess my... Proudest moment was when I first picked up a hooker in one of the Grand Theft Autos. <laughs> nice. Wait, 
That was proudest your proudest moment? Because I'm really bad at driving. This is like when I first, <laughs> I like, I was a PC gamer like in high school, sort of, yeah, and then I went dark. And then my <laughs> friend had a PS2 at, in her dorm room, so I was over there like trying to figure out how the hell to work this controller. And I was like, all right, speed, get like braking, hang, handle up on braking, and and I kept, just kept running him over. Like, the hookers? <laughs> the hookers. I was like, all right, driving around town. <laughs> and then I, I, I couldn't actually stop in time. Oh. And a lot of them died. Then that but fateful day came. Then that fateful day came when I stopped perfectly right next to her. Very and nice. she got in the car, and I took her off to a little back alley and... Banged it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was pretty awesome. Great. I would, just like to say. I would like to say that some uh, people uh, that do not work at IGN anymore but uh, are still awesome used to joke and tease me about how I, quote, unquote, obeyed the traffic signals in Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> Did you really? I was playing it. That's True. <laughs> Actually, when I first started, I was uh, like set on making sure that Nico Bellic did not, you know, get into Frank a lot of trouble. Uh, until that, you know, that part... 15 minutes in where he is forced to throw someone out a fucking window. And I was like, well, clearly I cannot save this man. No, uh, yeah. he can drive as crazy as he wants. But I still try to avoid hitting pedestrians because that always makes me feel guilty, regardless. Of oh, the most fun, though, watching the ragdoll physics yeah. in motion. The rag, is ragdoll physics are funny, but I, because I'm so empathetic and I have such a strong imagination, like I'm picturing, and you love I'm picturing Nico yeah. like driving around the corner and oh then the camera God. like slowly settles down and then like a little kid like runs out and like oh starts God. shaking the body of like this, <laughs> this oh pedestrian. And then it goes to like the funeral scene and they're like all at the graveyard. What is wrong with you? If, if it's any Consolation though, like Nico apologizes whenever he like runs someone oh, over. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just love this image that in yeah. Clements's Grand Theft Auto world, around every corner when you're not looking, there's children just crying for all the dead bodies, uh, all the dead parents. My Seriously, there's so much death and destruction in that My game. My favorite thing about LA Noir actually is accidentally dying <laughs> because it's so funny. Like, there's this one part where you're like platforming running along um, a movie set and I jumped and for some reason I didn't make it even <laughs> and I just fell straight down <laughs> and he just like hit it straight on and then just like crumpled <laughs> to the ragdolls in yeah, that game were crazy. so funny I just could not stop. I was pissed but then I was laughing so it was fine oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the anger yet happiness I am so at the same happy. time uh, alright I think we're oh we're coming along we're coming along we have uh, one more regular question and then I'll do Clement's story time after you guys take Yay. off. Uh, hey, guys. Heard that Halo Combat Evolved HD is going to be a full-price retail game. Uh, by the way, it's Halo uh, Anniversary. Is that what it's Halo called? Halo Combat Evolved Anniversary, anniversary? I believe. Yeah. Uh, despite it being a game many have already played before, do you think Microsoft should sell it with a reach-complete multiplayer disc and beta to Halo 4 like Halo 3 ODST did to encourage more people to buy it? This is from Robert from Manchester, United Kingdom. I think all they need to do to encourage people to buy it is say, hey, we have a new hit, and then all of a sudden the pre-order is like... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't even need to finish the yeah. sentence. A new yeah. Halo... I, I, I that's completely how, that's agree. That's what pre-orders sound Halo, like. Yeah. <laughs> I can never do that sound. No. That's really? an interesting idea, I still actually. can't roll my R's, by the way. I've I'd... never been able to roll my R's. Who, who can roll R's here? I Cannot. can. Let's Cannot. hear it. Say, what? say, uh, Riba. there you Riba. go. <laughs> Love it. I can't. I just go, like a gargling. You're like a Wookiee. Chewbacca, yeah. 
you're really popular with Spanish Star Wars fans. <laughs> <laughs> I will never forget looking up uh, a video like it was a cutscene from god of war and it was in the spanish dub so it was when guy <laughs> when got the giant gaia is like is like Can turning around that? and she's like hola kratos <laughs> and, it was, and it was just like amazing it was so awesome oh my god now like I'm she had she video. had like a totally normal sounding voice like it didn't have that sort of big echoey like, yeah, filter you yeah, would think yeah. you know uh, hola <laughs> yeah, it's like Zeus, mi padre, you know, like that sort of thing. Uh, it's awesome. I love it. I, not to, uh, like, yeah. Anyway, that's a cool idea actually, so because I like what Halo ODSD did with the Halo Three multiplayer, all included. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, ODST was pretty short, though awesome. I, that was another thing I finished in the last few months I, that I'd been sitting on my shelf, like the great campaign in ODST. Oh yeah. Um, but I think Halo. The remake uh, being a full game actually doesn't necessarily insist that you get all the things. I thought it was compatible with Reach. It's the same something. engine. It's the no, Reach no, engine. No, I mean multiplayer. Am I making that up? I thought Maybe they said not. that you could play together. That would be awesome. I could be making that up, but I feel like I read that somewhere. But I think Halo Four is further away than we think it is. So. Yeah, probably. Um, I think. I don't know. Beta might be, be a little the gun. bit. Yeah. There are probably four different types of animals that Christine has drawn on my paper here. <laughs> what? Just throwing it out no, there. No, there's the mice. Sorry, four, just four different animals. Okay, yeah. And one of them being a highlighter animal, so it's like a glowing yellow animal here. I like to draw. Lambent. Oh, scribbles. <laughs> Lambent mouse. That's going to be the final <laughs> boss of Gears of War 3. <laughs> uh, well, that's, uh, I think that's going to be it for the normal reader mail. Remember, you can email us at unlocked at IGN.com. If you want some Borderlands DLC for free, just include uh, your request for the DLC with your awesome question, which you will send in for next week. Uh, let's see. Let's do a little uh, housekeeping here. I uh, told you about the emails. If you want to follow us on the Twitter spaces, emails. Twitter is a great way. I just gave away th- uh, five free uh, codes on Twitter today. I know you spammed my, fil- my filter, my oh, feed. Only like five times. Maybe six. Uh, you can follow me at Pwam Cider. <laughs> That's P-W-A-M Cider. You can follow Christine at Steimer. S-T-E-I-M-E-R can follow Stephanie at Super Lee 7, Super L-E-E, the number 7. And Peter is Pykemans, or P-E-Y-K-E-M-A-N-S. You can also follow IGN to see all of the awesome content that we produce on a daily basis, except for the weekend when we drink. Uh, and I think that's pretty much it. I wanted to introduce a new what? section what? of the podcast. Look alive, people. Story time. You guys, yeah, <laughs> no, you no it's not story song. time it's yet. Not story it's not story time, time yet. What we we talked about this a long time what? ago. What? I'm going to, yeah, I'm about well, to. I forgot about it. Uh, Eric Molina wrote in with a really cool idea, which I am actually going to start doing. Eric writes, hey guys and gals, got an idea on how the show can end. Given the podcast's name and given the idea of achievements unlocking, why not have a weekly achievement? This could be like a challenge and could also be used for context. Contests. 
It doesn't actually have to be game-related or an actual achievement from a game, but something fun, like taking a picture with your 360 in public place or make a portrait of your achievement symbol. Hope this works. This is from Eric. I actually really like this idea of a meta-achievement kind of it's game. It is going to be. Here is how meta-achievement is going to work. It is completely self-governing. If you want to cheat, fine, but you're not going to really accomplish anything, and you're not probably going to win anything from it either. This is all just for fun. This is for when, if we ever meet you in real life at IGN IRL. Meet and Greets. If you cheat... You win guilt. You win guilt. And, yeah. and then Peter will come to your house and eat your cat if you own a cat. If you do not, he will probably steal some of your finest china. Call if me If you do elf. not own china. Ooh, you will... We are part of the Thieves Guild. Yes. <laughs> Here's how this game works. Every week, uh, one of us is going to give you a little assignment and a gamer score point equivalent that it will give you. If you do set assignment, you get those amount of points. You keep track of your points to keep track of your own gamer it's score. It's like a pen and paper RPG. It is a pen and paper RPG for the 360 world. The Amazing. first the first thing that I wanted to do was do a, as Eric suggested, take a picture of yourself with your 360 because I want to see what y'all look like. Please be clothed. Please be clothed. <laughs> Please. Please be clothed. Please be appropriate. The, because this is a uh, picture achievement, I would say, what, 50 points? Mm, that's 50. too much. That's, that's too much. Really? Yeah. No, for, 50's, for, a 50's picture, all right. for a picture uh, achievement? Come on. 50 that's, points? That's like loading up your disc. What? Or games. Uh, no. You have to, you have to take camera, a picture, and then you got to download it to your computer. Twenty. And you got to resize it. Are they it. sending this in, or is this just an honor? No, they're sending. No, they're they're sending they are in. sending it in. Yeah, okay. but I mean, if you if you send this, if you send in a picture, you will earn fifty points. You can decide the next one. Don't give me that face. Are we all? Are like we all getting part of Captain Morgan? <laughs> Uh, send in a picture of yourself with your 360 to unlockedigen.com and you'll earn this is the 50 squeakiest chair of all time. 50 points. That, is that your chair? That's not yeah. mine, right? All right. Mine's really squeaky too. Nope, I guess not. Nope. All right. I think we I think the chairs <laughs> were switched. Did we switched. switch? Um, wow. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Uh, so it will earn you 50 points which you can then brag to all your friends that won't understand what the <laughs> fuck you're talking about. <laughs> Um, and yeah, email us at unlockedigen.com, and we'll be giving out these weekly achievements. And I mean, maybe one day that gamer store will come into play somehow. Ooh, gamer but store. Gamer what? score. Gamer score. score. I probably did. In like three weeks, <laughs> there's going to be like boosting guides online. They're like, this is how you get all three achievements at once. Here's a fake picture of me yeah. with the 360. <laughs> you can send this picture in too. So uh, tune in after Sick the figure. credits while I catch all you guys up on living in Korea, which Clements I think is story my time. story time. I'm very interested in Reading Korean culture, Rainbow. and uh, I will definitely let all you folks know. But for those of You're you that are just You're just hoping that they're going to talk about K-pop, aren't you? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Uh, Updates the, from the front. <laughs> for, the, for those of you that are not interested in Korean culture and you just wanted game news, we're pretty much done with that you part. You turn this off now. Yeah. So thank you very much, Christine. Like thank you very much, Stephanie. Thank and you. thank you very much, Peter, for joining me. This was uh, Podcast Unlocked, episode 14. Join us next week where we will teach you how to make the best black tea that money can buy. Steep and longer. now it's story time with Mr. Clemens. Don't forget about story time. We're back with story time. <laughs> story time. Stephanie decided to stick around for story time. I like which is stories. Great. She also slammed like six shots of <laughs> Captain Morgan. She's bouncing <laughs> off the walls.
No, she didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Not at all. Uh, all right. So this was actually sent in by Ashton, which I don't know if you were here for that episode, but Ashton wrote in um, saying that he was a teacher in South Korea. Right. Do you remember that? Um, maybe. I also was contacted by another listener that said he was teaching in South Korea. Oh, I, don't, awesome. I don't know. It might be the same person. Maybe it's Ashton. Anyway, so Ashton is updating me because I wanted to talk to you. I thought it was really fascinating that Ashton basically has the perspective of someone that not only lives in Korea. Well, I'm going to turn off their headsets. One second. Bleep and bloop. There I can we go. get my highlighter pen. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think Ashton has a very unique perspective of living in Korea and also being able to like teach a bunch of kids. I mean, that's really fascinating. So Ashton wrote, <clears throat> I'm going to clear my throat and get all ready for story time. Are you ready for story time with Clement? Very ready. All right. Hey, Unlocked crew. Thanks for the suggestions for Japanese games. I think I'll pick up one of the many quirky side-scrolling shooters. As for my students' views on K-pop, well, K-pop changes really quickly here. Next week, there will probably be a new group that my students love. Some more recent big hits are Infinite and Sistar. Stephanie was right. Big Bang is the most consistently liked K-pop group. I knew group. it. The most consistently popular girl group is Girls' Generation, and 21 is probably the second most popular girl group. But this might just be a th because I sing, I don't care, eh, 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 anytime they complain about something. My students might hold that against the band. That's the song, by the way. You know about that song? Okay. Living in Korea is a lot of fun, but there are some cultural phenomena that can be difficult to wrap one's head around. For example, at Costco, Koreans often take the free condiments for food court hot dogs, like mustard, ketchup, and diced onions, and mix it all up into a condiment salad. They consume an alarmingly large amount of this. My friends and I have watched this spectacle and concluded that during high traffic times, such as lunch, they will go through at least one five-pound bag of onions every ten minutes. I have yet to try wow. the condiment salad, so I'm unable to comment on the taste, but I have attached a picture for visual reference. My editor's note, the picture is disgusting. I would not probably want to eat a condiment salad. That's Did you already opinion, see it? Yeah, yeah, I looked at the picture. I, I think it's just like the, it's tied into their kind of like, they really like this, the aromatic pickled stuff. So onions, mm -hmm. kimchi, oh, it radishes. Makes, makes total sense. But, uh, oh, one, one second, folks. Damon Hatfield is here. It's okay. Come on in, buddy. Uh, be, we're just doing a quick extra segment it's at the end. It's story time. Do you want? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Damon just stole our rum. Oh no! Captain Morgan is now gone. Our, Sad. Damon just absconded with the fifth member of Podcast <laughs> Unlocked. All right, back to Ashton's email and story time. Anthony mentioned, mentioned another cultural anomaly, fan death. Fan death is a somewhat popular belief that if you leave a fan on in a sealed room, no open doors or windows, it will kill you. It's not a majority belief, but maybe one in three Koreans believe it's a real phenomenon. My estimates may be skewed since I'm often asking children these questions. They have two popular explanations for this. First, some believe that the fan can slowly lower your body temperature while you are sleeping, causing you to die in your sleep from hypothermia. Wow. Craziness. Second, some Koreans believe the fan cuts air molecules apart and over time <laughs> reduces the amount of breathable air leading to suffocation. There is no scientific, scientific evidence for fan death, however. It is still a somewhat popular belief, and the majority of fans sold in Korea have timers to prevent fan death. Fascinating. Anthony, Anthony was saying that it was the government like disseminating this kind of information to like pretty much try to prove that fan death was not an urban legend. It's it's uh it's not I mean it's not I can and let clearly, you know right now it's not true. Clearly, the <laughs> I'm scientific... alive right now. <laughs> uh, what, what were you saying? 
I was gonna say the science or the reason the scientific reasoning for that it just sounds absurd. You yeah. can't. I don't. I don't think air molecules can actually be cut in half. Right. <laughs> Probably not by a fan anyway. Um, but yeah, I mean, well, we, all all cultures have these crazy yeah. stories. So of course. Uh, let's go on uh, to the ending here. Well, there are still some strange things in Korea. It is still a great country. I've been here for almost two years, and I still love going out for galbi, one type of Korean barbecue. I don't know how to say that. It's the the, ri- the ribs, right? The yeah, Maybe. galbi's right. Anyway, galbi, beer, and soju. Uh, a little less love for the soju, says Ashton. And it's not a good night out unless it ends in a. I don't know how to say this. A car- it's a karaoke room. It starts with an N. Looks like Norabong. Well, that's not it. <laughs> I have no idea. Okay, good. I you act like I, I'm like the no the Korea Korean know all. Uh, clearly, because you're Asian, you know everything <laughs> about East Asia. <laughs> Sorry for the long message, but there's just too much to cover when it comes to Korea. I hope you've enjoyed my anecdotes and thanks for the great podcast. This has been a message from Ashton, who should now just give me regular updates on his life in Korea because I think it's super cool and. Uh, Obviously, it has a place on Podcast Unlocked because I make it so. That was story time. What did you think? It was awesome. Interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Cool mm-hmm. stuff. Should we go to Costco and make a condiment salad now? You know, um, I think I found myself doing that once. Um, it's not. It all goes down the same way, comes out the same way. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> what I used to do, here's a little anecdote for you. I used to take like a piece of bread and just make the most disgusting sandwiches at lunch in like maybe middle school i would i would just put like a bunch of ketchup and mayo together and just like mix it all together and just like dip bread into it <laughs> and and then i should have realized that i would had problems that was that was a gross combination speaking of terrible sandwiches i remember one time when i was like in fifth grade my mom packed me a a spinach mayonnaise sandwich. <laughs> oh my god! And you were in what grade? Fifth, fifth grade. grade. It was terrible. Why would Why would any fifth grade want to eat that? That sounds a little rough. I don't. I, th- I just think she she was trying to put together something. You know, whip something up for me to take to school. I don't think she was really. That, that's to be appreciated. Yes, I did she's appreciate. Because trying to feed you. Uh, but I did not eat that sandwich. Folks, tell us what your grossest <laughs> lunch items were and send those into unlockedigen.com. Uh, do you have any other anecdotes, Stephanie? I like hearing about your crazy childhood. My crazy childhood? Your crazy childhood. I can share a really disturbing dream. You know, change is it the some, pace of is it. Is it something that you want to share? You're yeah. more than welcome to share it here. This is story time with Clements. Yeah, I'll share it. All right, let's do it. So this one actually got me pretty depressed when I woke up. I mean, but the premise is actually... Um, by Kinda the way, cool. you have the highlighter in your hands, and you're <laughs> still playing it. <laughs> Christine kept it away the entire episode, so I couldn't grab it. But now that she's not here, that is I have free reign. Yes. All right, but, go ahead. Um, so this dream was centered around the zombie apocalypse. I have many dreams about that. <laughs> I'm not joking. Yeah. Well, okay. I think we all do. Mm-hmm. And this was not as glorious as, like, Dead Rising or uh, all those Left for Dead all those uh, those zombie games where you're actually right. equipped to the teeth with exactly. uh, with guns. You probably had no equipment. Nope. Or very little of no it. No equipment at all. And the worst part was that like there was this distinct feeling of like hopelessness. There was like nothing we could do against this uh, invading horde because mm-hmm. the the last survivors have kind of like resigned themselves to death. So this is kind of like a depressing dream. Okay. And I definitely didn't feel too good after I woke up. Yeah. Um, it, it, dreams can can have an entire emotion sort of 
wrapped around yeah, them. Yeah, And then it just punches you with that emotion, like, right when you wake up. This one, like, freaking took a sledgehammer to my face. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, um, I'm so sorry. I haven't finished yet. The worst part was, like, uh, my mom was in it, too. And I'm, I'm very close to my mother. Yes. Um, I, w- I would hate to see, like, anything bad befall her, you know? Right. And so, like I said, all the survivors kind of resigned to their death, to, to like death coming. Mm. And everyone was like living it up in coffee shops. Like, <laughs> I don't know why, coffee shops. Their last moments in coffee shops. And um, and then we just knew there, there was like a, like a countdown. We just knew when it was time, when, when the horde would finally come and like basically turn us all into zombies or kill us. I wasn't sure which. This is fucking creepy. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, and then when the, fi- when the time finally came, it was like it came down, the decision came down to whether we should kill ourselves before that happened, before we got turned into zombies and like lost our identities and our, you know, um, and just your hum- personalities, basically, yeah. and your being human. Right. And um, so this was like this decision I was struggling with in the dream. And before I can finally make the decision, I woke up. And then that kind of stuck with me. And I had this dream like a month, maybe months, two months ago. And it, it's still pretty. Oh, this was recent? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. thought this was when you were younger. No, this is pretty recent. Oh, goodness. So that really stuck with me. It was really, it was really powerful, I thought. And like, I mean, the premise was kind of ridiculous, but it just, it has, it, it, it captures that sense of like, what would you do in that kind of situation? Would you, would you want to <laughs> kill yourself in the, in the midst of a zombie apocalypse? Right. Or, you know, fight it out. Yeah. It's it is very it's a tough choice and the and the crazy things about about dreams are that they put you they put you in those situations you are living that situation without question unless you are having some sort of lucid dream where you where you know it's a dream which I have had and those are also awesome but uh, but if you want to hear a really strange childhood dream I'm, that I'm, I'm so I'm so ready <laughs> that, this is story time that I've actually remembered all these years it's really it's really weird okay. <laughs> so. As long as your job isn't jeopardized by no, what you're about I don't to say. I, I doubt it. Um, I, I, I doubt it. Yeah, I, I doubt it that. as well. Oh, it's a Colin joke. Oh, okay. Yeah. Long but, story. Um, give, me that, give me that highlighter. You're, you're taking in, away from the power <laughs> of your dream. Is it audible? Can you hear yes, it? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Sorry about that, folks. Don't apologize. Um, they don't care, right? Yeah. They, they <laughs> love hearing the highlighter click. <laughs> the, no, I'll just do it like right in front of my microphone. Wait. <laughs> That's what I was doing the entire time. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Um, this is really short, but I just remember this very specific scene in the in the dream where my dad was carrying me. I was like five years old, I think. He was carrying me up these spiral stairs, and then he was walking up very slowly. And I don't I don't know where we were going, but we just kept going up these stairs. And finally, like he we got to the top, and he kind of like and there was like this pool of I guess grape juice. I thought I thought it was grape juice, and we kind of like waded in, and like out of the water, this guy that kind of looks like the daredevil, you know, that that superhero daredevil, mm-hmm. kind of rises out of the water yeah. with these really long, sharp nails. Oh jeez! And he pokes me in the butt, <laughs> in the <laughs> butt cheek, and I woke up. Okay. Wow, that is kind of the most ridiculous dream I've ever heard. Daredevil know. stabbed your ass cheek with a fingernail in a pool of grape juice. Yeah. Was, Don't this a, was this a scary dream? It was not was a scary a, dream. Oh, okay. It was just a peculiar it was just weird. dream that okay. I happen to remember all these years. It's it's strange. 
Well, uh, let me ask you this, and then I'd also like the feedback from the unlocked uh, listeners and community I'm like pouring. As well. I'm like opening myself up here. It's like the people are. I'm unleashing the crazy onto them. I don't know if they can handle it. Everyone has crazy dreams. <laughs> That's what the human brain does. It yeah. makes crazy shit. One one of the things that I actually like the most is um, what's a good way to describe it? Do you know the feeling where maybe back in high school, early college, you had like the absolute biggest, like most mind-consuming crush on someone. Do you know that? I mean, do you know that feeling, what I'm talking about? Like, early, like on a celebrity on, or actually no, like no, on a, a real, on a real person. Okay. Like a person that even, maybe even you knew or mm-hmm. you knew from afar or something mm-hmm. like that. Like, that, yeah, okay. I, so it, it's kind of like the feeling of when you're sort of early in your life when you haven't really developed a lot of like – your, you know, your relationships and like, you know, that sort of thing. It's, you're, you're pretty new to like dating, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Right. And that sort of, uh, initial crush feeling that sort of innocent, almost and at, at this point, it almost to me feels like a nostalgic sort of crush. Sometimes my dreams have actually invoked that feeling in me before. And I think that's fa- both fascinating and really, really cool. Uh, but it's, it's like difficult to describe. I I'm wondering I, if ever I, anyone else has ever had no, that No, I think I totally before. know what you mean. Yeah. Like, I've had dreams where... As, especially, like, a dream... Like, if I have a dream about, like, some fantasy girl that doesn't actually exist mm-hmm. or something. But it, it's not it's not sexual at all. It's a, it's a weird sort of, like, the kind of pris, pristine from a distance image that you're sort of looking at and kind of identifying with. And I don't know. It's weird. But I have, I've had those before, and those are pretty cool. Also very confusing. Have you ever had a dream where, where you're, uh, where you have superpowers? You clearly have superpowers, but you have no control over them, and yes. you can never make them come out, like yes. at will. Totally. And you're frustrated <laughs> the entire totally. time in the dream, even though you know you're like this omnipotent person with yep. crazy powers, and you just, I've, at the same time, feel powerless. I used to um, have, <laughs> I used to want to fly in my dreams all the time. Like my dream self would be like, you know, I totally want to fly, right? But I never could. Yeah. But I would always attempt to do it. So it all, ninety percent of the dreams that I had growing up were me launching myself off of things, trying to fly. Uh, sometimes with success. F- true flying dreams are ama- incredible, by the way. They really are. I you have have you actually had a dream where you were flying? Yes, yes. And not without like it being in a plane, like actually me flying. And I one of them was sort of semi lucid, like mm-hmm. I I had a slight understanding of the fact that I was in a dream state. Uh, and when I do, I have really good control of what's going on. The best, the absolute best moments I've ever had. And I'll still remember this. I'll end story time on this, unless you want to <laughs> no. uh, uh, jump in again. Is uh, I remember having a dream where I. I was outside my house back on the East Coast, okay, where I grew up, and I snapped to the realization, to the consciousness of the fact that I was in, I was contained in a dream, but I had a hundred percent understanding of that. And I remember walking out into the street and putting my hand down on the pavement and just rubbing my hand back and forth on the pavement and feeling the pavement outside my, my house. Like that was the feeling of pavement. That was what that pavement was out there, but it wasn't real. It was the most surreal experience ever. Like I still distinctly have that memory and I will never forget that. That was like one of the coolest sort of questioning reality kind of, kind of moments I've ever had. Was it mind-blasting? It was mind-blasting. I also wasn't even high as hell or eating (laughs) M&Ms. All it took is a dream that I probably woke up a little bit from and then kind of fell back asleep. I think that's often how I get access to the lucid dreaming state. 
But if anybody is an expert in the Unlocked community, you should email me at unlockedigen.com. <laughs> Tell me what the fuck a lucid dream is. Hopefully they won't psychoanalyze us based on the dreams we told them. Hey, hey I have normal sounding dreams. <laughs> No, now everybody like I, I don't think anyone should ever be ashamed of a dream because a you can't control it and b sometimes I really do think it's just a, a meaning you know it doesn't mean anything it's just sort of a random collection of different memories and feelings and reactions that you've had you know in the in the past sometimes it can mean something sometimes I think it's just a bunch well definitely of I don't think they're like premonitions or anything oh but. no certainly not I think some, on occasion they can reflect how you're feeling mm -hmm. or your thoughts on things. But other times, I really do think it's just like your brain throwing shit yeah. together. <laughs> I definitely fun, feel like they, shits and giggles. they kind of feed off like really powerful suppressed emotions. Like I, I remember one of my dreams kind of uh, went back to my day because I moved. I, I grew up in L.A. and then I later moved to NorCal. Mm -hmm. So I left behind a lot of childhood friends and I have a lot of regrets that like what if I had stayed there, I'd be able to like, you know, cultivate even greater, deeper friendships with these, you know, people I grew up with. And like one of the dreams I had like really capitalized on that and like really focused on the what the the now of if I hadn't moved what I would be, be what I would be doing now with these friends. And like I woke up feeling really sad. Like so I, those dreams definitely feed off of um, those kind of past emotions like you said yeah for sure well thank you for joining me for clements and stephanie's story time <laughs> and i have to change the title now because yeah. this was a joint effort uh remember email us all your dream stories at unlockedigen.com uh and i think that's about it we'll be back next week thanks guys thanks yeah. for listening to my crazy dreams no i was it was our pleasure <laughs> bye everybody Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.